Feeling tired at the gaming table? Want to hear foul-mouthed jackasses poke fun at gaming companies when they screw up? Want an honest, street-level opinion from a team of gamers that call it like it is? Then Blunt Force Gamers may be the podcast for you. Listener discretion advised. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and gamers of all ages, it is us, the Blunt Force Gamers, coming to you at Spokon. Yeah, we actually did it, folks. We got a panel. Yeah, we got a couple of panels. We got a lot. Holy Toledo, it's a live show. Yeah, uh, yeah it's our first live show, and Moniker is no longer RFNG. We, we christened him earlier. We poured some vodka down his throat. We're like, hey, you've been here for six months. You're one of us. Congratulations, Moniker. Thank you, Goblin. I'm Welcome honored to, to be a full-fledged member of the crew. Congratulations. Well, it's more than just that. You've actually put in the effort. You've showed up as often as you could. You know, you've come up with ideas. You've helped us in other ways, you know, get stuff taken care of. And as the three of us are the veterans of this podcast, FNG no more. FNG. <laughs> I'm touched. I'm going to cry. Right on. Gonna cry big old crocodile tears. And speaking of touching you, I'm not going to be hitting you in the dick anymore. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you've made it through the hazing phase. <laughs> that that was that was you know welcome to the alpha alpha alphas. Oh. Hazing. My <laughs> genitals and myself. Thank you for that. I'm sure the cameras picking up right now. Our audience. Casper <laughs> in the spooky group. Uh, hey, you know what? Speaking of audiences, and you guys kind of heard me mention this earlier. I was looking at our metrics, and we are up like six people in Ireland with all the crap I've been talking about that country. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening, whoever's listening. And if you guys want a shout out, you know how to contact us. We say it at the end of every podcast. You see it on everything we do. That's right. So We'd a shout to out to, to Ireland and Michigan. By the way, I can't believe you didn't know that the Upper Peninsula was part of that state. Shush. <laughs> All right, so we're going to open up with the topic since we're here at RadCon, and this is kind of like Radcon. an epic moment for us, even though we are completely lacking in the audience department. Besides, we're at Spokon, not it's Radcon. Spokon. Spok- oh, yeah. You said RadCon, broski. Well, you know what? I've also had a bit to drink before I got in here. You know, someone was just walking in, and then you said RadCon, and I saw them. They just left. They, well, they, t- they took it as an insult. That's the, they're a pleb now. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're a pleb. So we're going to go over epic stories. All right. This is um, kind of an epic moment for us. Yeah, it's a little bit of an epic moment for us, but, you know, let's do the name drop thing, because I'm sure everyone's going to want to know who we are. All right. We'll start at the end of the table with the newest person starting. Hi, I'm the moniker. God, so lame, dude. I'm the moniker at Spokane. You're, you're the monarch. Come on. Let me show you how it's done. Yeah. Hail to the dark side. This is Darth Blasphemous. See, oh, there you go. All right. See, that was pretty good. <laughs> it's I, the Game Goblin himself. <laughs> Greetings from the Lord Dragon. Welcome to the show. See, see, see. We have our own like personalities, man. Just, <laughs> Just get into it. A little panache. A little panache. A little panache. All right. Uh, so, or do you lack a certain genitalia? Besides <laughs> the point, I've got a really awesome story to tell for epic moments in gaming because it was a game I was playing earlier today. Look at the microphone. The camera's on. They can see you screwing around. <laughs> <laughs> so they had opening ceremonies. And I, between being really, really tired and saying, hell with it, I'm going to troll. I raised my hand to volunteer to go for a version of a... Uh, the Price is Right variant. 
Sure, we'll go with that. Not licensed. Well, they tried. <laughs> it was similar style. It just the was number cutesy. guessing game. Um, so a big part of that was it was D and D themed. You know, goblin in general. <laughs> and I won this opening ceremony badge by putting everything as the lowest number I could, which was one. And I won with the numbers one one by guessing the Janu- uh, January the 1st of 2005 for the publishing of a webcomic, which looks really awesome. I'm going to try and find it. In fact, hopefully we can get an interview with the artist. So, But yeah, Stay I tuned. epically trolled in a game and won. It was awesome. You'll see the video. <laughs> yeah, we got the video of it, and I'm going to force you to edit that. <laughs> okay. All right. Don't tempt him. He's going to ego inflate. You know it. Yeah, I'm. I, I've got enough projects. Okay. I don't know. I feel like I earned it. You earned it. You earned the work. <laughs> All right. So who else has got an epic gaming story? Oh, I've got an epic one. It's not related to uh, tabletop roleplay, but I'm saving it for later after you guys. Ooh, you you're gonna play the topper cards? Oh, I'm gonna play the topper card. All right. I have. I, I'm gonna out epic everyone here. All right. You know what? I kind of want to hear from Moniker about some epic 40k shenanigans. Some epic 40k shenanigans. Okay, you know, I actually had a good one with our buddy Sparta, or Athens, or Corinth, or Thebes, or whatever Greek city-state you want to call him by. A um, couple weeks ago, he was running his Blood Angels. Uh, it was uh, 2v1. It was just him with his full uh, battalion of Blood Angels, me running my evil sons, and a friend of his who was running uh, Slaneshi Demonettes. So... <clears throat> I just, um, second time using this vehicle in battle. It's uh, one of the new orc buggies. It's pretty cool. Check it out if you get the chance. It's um, called the... The you know? The you know. You know? No. The shock jump dragster. So what this thing does is it can kind of back to the future all around the battlefield. So how the game of 40k works is, you know, you use the tape measure to... Uh, calculate distance and range of weaponry, stuff like that, ballistics, pretty much. And then you use the dice to see if you actually hit, make it, so on and so forth. So what I did is, Sparta has a Land Raider, which, for those who don't play 40k, it's just a big fucking tank. Big fucking hover tank, isn't it? No, 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 no. It's See, that's the thing. Like All the tanks in 40k look like they're from World War One, just in terms of design, which is kind of interesting, because, you know, 40,000 years in the future... Anyway, so I was half expecting because orcs vehicles are just ramshackle anyway for this thing to just get blown to smithereens. You know, it gets into the line of sight. Gone. No. So what happens is this vehicle has an effect where if it advances, which means when you uh, roll to see how much farther it can go past its base movement characteristic, you roll the t- uh, you roll a dice and you get whatever the result is. That's how many extra inches you get. <laughs> anyway, this ability is if you roll four or higher, you can take the vehicle and set it anywhere on the field. So this thing can just teleport and show up and ruin someone's day. Orcs have a stratagem called drive-by crumpin'. So what you can do is you move, you shoot, and then you can move again normally as if it was a movement phase. So what I did is Sparta has this big, scary-looking tank with all his you know, uh, space marines on the side. I roll the dice. This thing drives right up, right in front, shoots its gun, and this thing does additional wounds that cannot be saved. 
on top of orcs abilities where if you roll a un, uh, unmodified six you get extra shots i get extra shots so i get three shots off on it and then on the wound rolls i meet the requirement to do deal the extra wounds i one shot his land raider and before he can fire back i use this stratagem and then i get the thing so i can teleport blow up his tank teleport away nothing he can do about it <laughs> epic alright that's, that's, that's good I'll give you that's that that's pretty good yeah mm. alright we'll go with the tabletop realm Ooh. I have in a character I have a character with some rather interesting stats this character is an Azimar warlock of the hexblade specifically a pact of the blade for those of you who know what that means if you don't it means I can basically choose my weapon and do crazy shit with it and make sure my beautiful smile is what causes the damage with that weapon. I am partied up with a few other characters. It's a drop-in, drop-out campaign, so it fluctuates the party. This time it was myself, a halfling monk who's kind of the central star. She's there for every episode. There was a dragonborn paladin, a wood elf druid, Around elves, watch yourselves. Yeah, that too. Words to live by, can't trust them. Uh, yeah, that was the crew for that session. Oh, and a tiefling barbarian. And, uh, we're fighting in an ice castle. The enemies are, you know, these basically just ice golems. Animate, nasty, explode when they die. Were they young? Not, a t- not especially. They so, were. They, you couldn't get away with, like, ice, ice baby? Nope. Okay. You know, part of this castle also had, you know, basically little surveillance orbs. They looked like eyeballs. They closed like eyeballs. And if you shot them, they shot you back. Ah, you said balls. Yes, yes. Great on toast. Um, And you, you know, we kill one of these monsters as a group after we run into a dead end. But we keep the same initiative. As we were walking a little bit further back, another one drops. It's too far for anyone to reach right out of the gate. So me and the halfling monk, who have the same initiative at the time, because we rolled lucky, advance... I get this crazy idea. I'm using this 20-foot chain whip. I want to use it to slingshot the halfling straight at this motherfucker. DM says, all right. You're going to have to start your turn, start the, the, this, this action at this, within five feet of each other. So we have to be standing next to one another. Okay, sure, done. I move up, she moves up, she's right next to me. And I successfully fling her. She, she impacts. She then gets her normal attack and then proceeds to bam, bam with two natural crits. How the GM described this whole thing went as follows. Valandris, who's my character, is whipping around his uh, chain whip, building up momentum. It's whirling around him, this big 20-foot metal contraption of doom. And Kelvira is the halfling monk, and she's doing this mixture of Mission Impossible meets the Matrix of her over the whip, under the whip, ducking through, weaving through all of this. 
And then at the right moment, I guess they're getting the doors are closing. Oh no! Oh no! They don't like us in the hallway. They're closing the doors. Rude. Anyways, rude. Now we can cuss all we want. Wow, Wait, that one's correct. Ah, uh, motherless. Come Tough. on, it's fine. I wanted oh. to cuss. <laughs> <laughs> and at the right moment, the whip snaps forward, flattens out. Calvira jumps up, catches the very end of the whip, and gets launched forward. Boom! Impact. Slams into it with her fist. Backflips off of its face, lands another downward kick, downward axe kick, I think it's called. Right on its noggin, right again, and one more time as it's, you know, flipping back from that one more time, a solid fist strike to the other shoulder. Bouncing back and landing perfectly five feet from the monster. We're level like seven, eight. That three attacks landed for 84 damage in one turn. That's not too bad for a monk. Kind of mediocre, though. Wow. She got a free, I got a free attack on it by using her as a projectile. And then she, jo- she dropped three more attacks and missed the third. If she hadn't missed, probably would have killed it. Yeah, probably. I think the DM but actually explicitly said... I know that said, monster saved a ton of money by switching to Geico. <laughs> we saying. are not sponsored. It like, doesn't matter. They fucking know that. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> but, uh, the only ones that are going to probably like give us any kind of money is Rage Shadow Legends, which know. I wouldn't even shell for. <laughs> Screw those guys. You know, just because you brought up Ice Ice Baby earlier, you know, just in seeing all the rap artists that are out there nowadays, do you guys think we were a little too hard on Vanilla Ice? Um, nope. No. As someone who no. doesn't listen to rap, I have no opinion about nope, this. Nope, because he no, was a we commercial weren't. rapper, pure and simple. Okay. He was basically rap's version of Boys to Men. Oh, God. He was just there to look pretty on stage and shake his face around and, yeah, whatever. And get cucked by Madonna. Oh my god, just... Why am I just old enough to remember all this? I know! Alright. Goblin. Goblin. Oh, oh, oh shit. Now you're gonna put me to task, huh? Yes, I am! Alright, alright, alright. Uh... I am the most epic motherfucker at this table. Because what I have to say is game-related. But did not happen. With dice involved. Did not happen with a console. Well, exactly involved. But it happened between me and a mommy. Yep, a single mommy. That's where my story begins. It's Christmas season. Have you hinted at this story before? Uh, oh, kind of, sort of. full version, just not on... Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to abbreviate it, kind of, sort of, because if I tell the full version, like, old man style, you guys will all walk out of here gray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already partway there. Don't get me there faster. I'm trying. Anyway, I'm at Nintendo. It's uh, 98, 97. It's the second year the 64 came out. So it's still king of the curb. It's doing okay against the PlayStation, whatever. And I'm a few days after Christmas, sitting on the phone. I look at my clock. I'm like, ah, what? Lunch is in 20 minutes. That's enough time to handle a phone call. So I'm on tech support, phone call, call center at Nintendo. And I'm thinking 20 minutes, that'll be enough time to get 15 minutes tops. 
Most phone calls are easy once you figure it out. This gal calls up, and you can tell almost immediately she's at her wit's end. And, of course, at this time, I'm young and naive. I, I'm, I was younger than you, Moniker, easily. Okay. And so I hear this New York accent, you know, the Marissa Tomei kind of accent. I'm just like, I am in love. <laughs> I, I am in love. But, you know, professionalism, can't do that. And she is at her wit's end. She bought a brand new N64 for her kid, couldn't get the thing to fucking work. Uh-oh. Pretty typical. I mean, but it's a 212 area code, New York accent. I hate 212 area codes. Long story in that's own right. And for summer, you know, it's just like, it's a bitch thing to do for Nintendo because they're like, I don't know. I mean, this is on camera, so I'm not going to actually go into like some of the details because I can get sued probably. However, Nintendo chewed me out for the course of action that I took because this phone call took almost 45 minutes. Huh. She almost gave up repeatedly. She, and I was like, no, no, stay on the phone. I'm going to work you through this. I'm going to work you through this. And eventually, the way it ended, about 45 minutes later, we finally figured out how the whole setup went. You know, and so when her kid got home, that Christmas gift that she bought for her kid would work. Right? Because yeah. as a customer service kind of person, I was so even though I wasn't customer service, I was tech support. On the same token, this is something that you buy that's expensive. At this point in time, it's like 200 bucks, which is a lot of money back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a lot of money now, but anyway... It's still a lot of money, and you buy this with the intention of making your child's Christmas better. And I just wouldn't give up on her. And I got invited to uh, come over and have dinner. Unfortunately, it's too far of a walk. But, uh-huh. I mean, a combination of very happy woman making me dinner with a New York accent. Fuck yeah, I'd take that up. I got in trouble because the phone call took 45 minutes. Uh, it was supposed to last a lot less than that. I worked right through my lunch, but the epic part of that is, is not only was she happy with what happened, but when her kid got home, his Christmas was made. Wholesome. Wholesome, full-on Christmas. That, that kid came, and he could enjoy the rest of his Christmas vacation. So somewhere out there, there's this little kid who's still a gamer because somebody at Nintendo wouldn't give up on him, even though the company said, give up on him. Bam. Hell yeah. That's- and how often do we get a wholesome story on this podcast, really? Yeah, you don't. I, oh beautiful. my god, that is an inspirational. Wow. <laughs> You're gonna ruin your image there, Bob. <laughs> Quick, say something fucked up before you know we. Uh, before we have to revert. Yeah. <laughs> something. <laughs> something. Something dark side. Something. Something, something, something dark side. Now your journey is complete. Bring <laughs> me a waffle, young Skywalker. There we go. Easy on the maple syrup. Good. <laughs> yeah, all right. Oh, well, that's my epic story. It's gaming related because, you know, I was at Nintendo at the time. So, meh. <laughs> I, it's not like I was actually there. It's somebody else's story. It's something they did when rolling dice. It was arbitrarily awesome. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. All right. I told you I was going to add epic, y'all. Kind of, maybe, sort of. Huh? <laughs> you yeah. took it in a different vein, well, and it was you know, awesome. But we got plenty of time left. We, just, we do. We I have do. a topic for we that. We do. All right. Hit us with the topic. So we talked about the most epic. Uh-huh. Let's talk about greatest fail. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus. Now, now I'm in fucked up territory. <laughs> now I'm talking no holds barred, biggest screw up. And I'm pretty sure me and Kaz are going to be possibly talking about the same game. <laughs> Probably. So, but you know what, Moniker? You start us off here. Well, it begins when we were level three and we got cocky for being level three. 
<laughs> this story again. I love it. Yeah, I could. It, it's it's easily the shambling mound, but you know I've already said it. So um, let me think. What's something that I did in gaming that was really really messed up? Super fail. Come Super on. fail. Super fail. Just like our audience. Boom! Yeah, yeah, suck it, you empty chairs. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. have you ever just, like, moved your 40k minis in the complete wrong way and possibly damaged them? Oh, I've done that, but that's to be expected with orcs. I mean, those guys buy it in the hundreds. But here's here's a pretty epic fail in gaming in terms of on my part. So, I used to have a PlayStation 4. I don't anymore. What happened was, I was going over to my girlfriend's to stay the night at her place. I was going to bring the PS4 because she goes to bed a hell of a lot earlier than I do. I get it there, I plug it in, and the screen, it's kind of like, I'm not sure how you describe it. It's its not working, you know? There's something wrong with the HMI. I'm like, ah, oh, shoot, Maybe, you know, just try plug it, unplug it. That usually gets it. That's not happening. Not a year ago, I killed a PS3 by some act of whatever horrific gaming deity. Now it's happening again. So I'm looking online for the next few weeks at all these forums. I'm like, no, 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 come on. I bought this thing with my hard-earned cash. And then it comes, it starts getting worse and worse. And then I'm like, fuck it. I made the mistake of asking GameStop if there's anything I can do, my own naivete. And they're like, nope, you got to sell it. So I'm like, fuck, all right. So I sold it for two games. Then a little later that summer... My phone starts going out, and I know there's a cell phone repair place. I take it there. While I'm waiting, it says we do console repairs. I don't go, wait a minute. So I told them what the problem was. I'm like, do you think you guys could fix it? And it's like, oh, yeah, that's easy. That's just an HDMI port problem. We could have fixed that for, like, you know, 50 bucks. Oh, the moniker was raged that day. Very enraged. <laughs> I would be, too. That is a hell of a fail, dude. Yeah, it's a pretty big fail. And uh, lesson learned. Cautionary tale here, folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't go to GameStop for don't help. Don't go to GameStop. Fuck those guys. That's literally how they make money by scamming people like this poor fuck. GameStop, fuck you. Please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> best they can do Full is money. Tree Fitty. The best, yeah, the best <laughs> about they can Tree do. Fitty. Yeah, I mean, we can give them like a two-minute advertisement on our podcast, but that would cost them about three fifty. Hey, do you like being swindled for your old games that brought you childhood happiness? Do you want to trade in 50 of them and get 350? Tree fitty? Tree fitty? GameStop. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm going to do a fail story here real quick. Okay. Um, since we're like just doing round robin anyway. I was back at the LGS when I was still at the game store in Everett. And sometimes I would just want to get out from behind the counter and do shit. So I got invited to a D&D game that was going on. So I'm basically in the back room. But my eyes are right on the cash register at all times because if somebody walks up to the counter, I've got to leave the game and go help the customer then come back to the game. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, uh, Levi, and I'm going to name drop him because he's so damn awesome, he would back me up so I could actually like get away from the counter from time to time you know, and have an hour just to uh, not... Not slight break. Not but... quite stress out and go crazy on people. But I lost interest in the game real quick because the GM, despite being an okay guy, would just rail into my character. I, I made him monk and it, I was a barroom brawler kind of monk. Mm -hmm. And he was thinking more more kung fu. More kung fu monk. Less smashy smashy monk. And I'm like, dude, you know, your class does not define your character. 
and he's like, whatever, you know, and expect me to continue doing monk stuff, and he would, like, do the adventures in such a way that, why was I even bothering? Because the enemies were basically being primed against our characters at all times in every encounter, so it just made it harder than it needed to be. So I lose interest, and... As we go along through this game, I stop being a barroom brawler monk, and I turn into evil jester angry monk, and then I start self-mutilation and non-consensual struggle cuddle monk. You know, just like anything I could get away with, I just do it. You know, I didn't care anymore, really. And then I turned into cannibal monk, and I decided to eat my enemies for no other reason than just, I'm a bad dude. Don't care. And this just downhill slide kept going and going and going, and finally we get to some enemies. And I beat the crap out of my, chop them up with a hatchet. I'm like, wait a minute. I have an idea. <laughs> I'm going to make arm chucks. <laughs> right? So I, I take one of the enemies, I chop him up, and I pull the tendons out of his ar elbows. And I, I splice the tendons together and basically use that as the thread and start swinging it around like nunchucks using, you know, basically holding onto the wrists. And run into battle with my arm chucks. And that's where the fail began. Because I run up to the first enemy and I go to hit him, and the arm chucks, uh, the, the way the, uh, the the wrist works and all that, it basically slaps. Uh, yeah, it ba I backhanded myself in the face with my own nunchucks. It just wrapped <laughs> around my head, and hit me on the opposite side of the face. Bam! Left a palm print because I rolled a nat one. <laughs> and then, like another uh, a couple of scenes later, I go to attack with the arm chucks again, and the tendons, of course, being wet, untether, uh. and. I lose balance because one half of my nunchucks, which is, you know, like five pounds of meat, I'm swinging around, just flies off in the distance. And, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I, I'm just done. <laughs> I couldn't do anything. And then I fell on my arm chucks. Oh. Because we were running around in the dark, and I didn't know where the other half of my arm chucks had landed. So when we were walking forward, I tripped over a uh, radius. Three. Yeah, the, and the bones were all crunchy under my foot, and I slipped as a monk and fell. And I'm like, just, I don't even fail, monk. I just love the idea that there's a cannibalistic, you know, just murder boner monk going around with some decomposing flesh arm chuck. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to do arm chucks, dude. Weapon. I just didn't care. I, I was trying to beat enemies <laughs> to death by, you know, Wah! with arms because I couldn't be the monk that I made. <laughs> Jim was being a dick, and I failed at it. You should have painted the nails and put some rings on the fingers. It's total bitch slap. Bitch slap with rings on, yeah. No, I, do it. it just, just the rolls I was making at that point, I probably would have, like, just killed myself with the rings. <laughs> you know, like, hit myself in the face, and, like, the, the ring finger pops into my mouth and just go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Fail Monk was my biggest epic failure. Hmm. I'm, I'm sad. All right. Biggest fail. Uh... As a GM, we'll take the GM side on this. All right, fair enough. This is me. I'm a new GM at this time. We're still doing it at the, the LGS. Goblin was nice enough to mentor me during this stage. This involved one of our rather fungal players. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unfortunately, the big part, my biggest problem is as a GM, I was pretty nice. I mean, I straight up told my players, you know, in no uncertain terms, I am not out to kill you, but I will not, under any circumstances, protect you from your own dumb asses. So that, that was the tone I said, right? 
That should just be a foregone conclusion before you even start a new campaign. You know, at this point, I was being over-communicative about it, and I still do, because I want them to know it's not about me versus them, and yeah. it sets their expectations differently. Oh, the best part, though, is when you're doing uh, rolls on the table, right? Uh, you know, where, let the dice fall where they may kind of rolls. The G- the, and you're making like some killer rolls. It is so awesome to kill off a player character, and they, they realize that you're rolling legit. <laughs> it just shuts them right up. It's like, right. pop, nat 20, pop, nat 20. I'm sorry, dude. Here's the damage. Blah, take 34. And they're like, Splat. but I only have 12 hit points. You're like, well, <laughs> you're a negative 22. Suck it. The world ain't at your level, bro. Yeah, pretty well, much. Yeah. Anyway, um, keep going. Sorry. And this this character, you know, this was still when 5e was in playtest. Like, before it got released to the public, it was in playtest. Very old. Tells you what era. And what happened with that is we did a like a dwarf paladin turned cleric turned brewmaster. Kind of the GM character, because I only had three players, so I was filling in a character just so that they had a fourth. Nothing out of the out of the ordinary. But I had an offer from a player, an outsider, to take up that character to ease that burden on me, just you know, for shits and giggles. This went on for three or four months, and it just kind of kept drifting away, long away. And, you know, this is the same game that I also had a couple of people who socially challenged, shall we say, try to join in, cycle through, um, and, you know, just kind of pop in, sat down, Dropped a character sheet. This was that guy. This Goblin has mentioned this story a couple of times on the podcast. You know, we had rented out the back room. We were paying customers. And for the extent of things, we had the right to say, no, you can't be in here. We paid for this. Yep, that was the rules of the store at the time. If somebody was renting a room, they had to say. And, you know, after a while, the second player kind of left the room for something and the owner was nice enough to come in and be like so is he bothering you because i know this has been a thing with him and we're like yes please please be gone so the biggest I- fail was me as a gm in my ineptitude trying to work around trying to be too nice and work around character players who were not Compatible. Who are not compatible, yeah. yeah. We're not with, compatible. With, you know, with the story, with the world, with each other, with the players. Nothing. 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 They just weren't fitting. So. You should have lit him on fire. <laughs> His hey, character- like my daddy said, with enough fire, you could fix anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fire anything. washes clean sin from soul like bone from flesh. No. No. Is that a quote from StarCraft 2? I... I- yeah, I whatever, dude. I mean, this guy's sitting over here being all quiet, and it's making me nervous about what his epic fail is because he seems to be like dwelling on it deep within his mind and chortling. Okay, with it. Okay, so my epic fail. Now I know I may be simply massaging my ego on this one, but this is how I feel. I single-handedly brought down the epic vampire campaign. You dick. You would bring that up. <laughs> you, we're talking epic fails here. God damn it. So this is it my fits. first time really playing, right? Anything. 
anything at all. So it's Vampire the Masquerade. And I have this character who's supposed to be like the conspiracy nut guy, but I play it completely wrong. I make him the most super religious Catholic ever. Right? Surprise, surprise. So <laughs> I end up making a whole bunch of bad decisions, stupid choices. String of them. Like it's it's it was it's epically a good li- bad. It's and a my very roles good matched. So what I was doing was making the choices that I didn't have any reason to make that choice in the first place. And I was falling asleep on the floor for most of the game, so I was making choices with less than half the information. Which led to the death of many non-player characters, such as the Khan's daughter, who was the wife of my character. One does not simply challenge the Khan. I chained myself to a fence while I blew up a house and vampires in World of Darkness know fire bad. Not mine. Until after he learned fire bad, I'm stuck to fence. Fence bad. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to rig a gym to explode and almost blew myself up. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he did. I I still like the one where you tried to lure the con to go attack one location and you went to another location but the con showed up at your location instead because he was one step ahead of everybody else. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I kept making the dumbest choices over and over again because I was going in a little cocky, not knowing how to play my character, and with half the information because I kept falling asleep because I'm not used to sitting around like that for hours. I am now, but... <laughs> a comedy of errors, as they say. It was. like, And I've, I I know there was a bunch of other factors, but I feel I almost single-handedly brought down the wheels within the wheels you had created. Yeah, you guys pretty much brought down the wheels within wheels. Like, when uh, you guys got the Caesar, and <laughs> he died, and it was basically by your hands, even though he was the dude who was backing you up. <laughs> And nobody realized who Caesar was the whole time until it was way too late. And you're like, oh, wait, the little Nosferatu dude is Caesar? What the shit? I was expecting, like, a six-foot-eight Roman dude. Right? It, like, would be a, it would be a very fitting thing with a name like Caesar. It would. You, you would expect this, which also made it a freaking brilliant play for this little Nosferatu to take that up. And yeah, then take I, a I figured people, somebody might catch on, though, when the Nosferatu's battle cry was in Latin. <laughs> nope. Well, nope. No. Nope. We also Too drank, obvious. We also drank from that fountain of blood in Egypt. Yeah, and you, yeah. And remembered past lives. Yeah. Which was, you know, yeah. super props. Goblin pulled off something that is incredibly hard to do, which is reincarnation theory. And that is a very hard thing to really pull off into a game like this of any kind. And yeah. that is pretty damn cool. You know, I think the previous life of my crappy vampire was actually a better character. <laughs> he was. He was. He was, he was, was just, by a long shot. He, I just played with it. I just went with what I knew. I didn't try and play something I didn't. But I think that about covers our epic gaming yeah. awesome and Epic fail. awesome and epic fail. Totally legit. Any final thoughts? We are at the five minutes left mark because uh, the next panelists will actually be showing up for whatever they're doing soon. Mm. Uh, final fun. thoughts? doesn't matter how big or how bad your fail is or how good your success is. As long as you're having fun, you're doing it right. If you're not having fun or if it's just a string of really bad things, it still makes for a fun story, as you can tell. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, not to say ditto, but well, ditto. And I also just want to add, I just think it's 
so freaking cool to be here, you know, I mean, I know I'm saying that to an empty room here, but the fact that, you know, we got invited to an event. Well, the fact that we were invited to an event, there's another podcast group here, but we're the ones that they're all, like, talking about. I mean, yeah, sure, empty room, whatever, but nobody, you, you, you look at anybody who's been in the, any sort of business of entertainment for a while and they always start off just like this yeah you and know? you know like we're getting honestly there. i couldn't care if this room you know it being empty or it was packed to the brim i'm just i'm having fun and on a more personal level not to get too saccharine and sappy here but i did not see myself in this position with my life so it 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 feels good. <laughs> yeah, it does feel good. Like, uh, it's progress. I love you guys. I love you guys. <laughs> All right, good real plug. quick. All right, real quick. Final thoughts is to table emotion. Oh, that's good. We've done the gag of punishment juice. We've done the gag of punishment jelly beans. <laughs> I think it's time to find a new punishment because we've run the course of the beans. We have. Flagellation. We have. No. I mean... <laughs> seeing our judge from the Dyson Positivity episode being the one who ate so many jelly beans because well, he couldn't keep his cool was well, that, that, positively priceless. Yeah, it was positively priceless, but you know... The when joke you, gets stale. The joke does get stale. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of like watching uh, Chris Rock comedy. You know, it's the same joke, just different words. It gets old real quick. Yeah. Or Carlos Mencia, you know, same stolen jokes. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that a dig on Carlos Mencia? Who cares? Here, here, back me up on this one. Hand me a Latino card so I can uh, trash Carlos Mencia. Hold on. I got Latino a green card. card here. Hold on. You got on. a green card? Give me give me your Latino green card. Wait, hold on. I got a prayer card in here that's just as good. Oh. No, no, no. Green card works, and it's green right card. here. Okay, green card. I'm going to hold up Darth Blasphemous' green card. He's handed to me of his own volition, so I can now make fun of Carlos Mencia. You're a hack. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, my final thoughts, though, for epicness is just roll with it when it happens. You will not see it coming. There will be a time where you will roll three natural 20s in a row, and it'll be at the most useless of fucking times. Just have fun with it. Own it. It doesn't matter if you run up to a kabold at level one, roll three 20s. You never roll three 20s ever again. Just have fun. Yeah, and it's not to say, you know, don't get frustrated ever. I mean, of course get frustrated, but you know, just keep it in check. You know, it's, it's a game at the end of the day. It really is. It is not a game. Role-playing is life. Okay, I'm sorry. Just because we are extremists doesn't mean everyone is. No, you, he, no, no, no. We are not an extremist. I've just been slightly radicalized to be the best gamer possible. <laughs> <laughs> that is his ninja way. All right, well, this is Darth Blasphemous signing off from Spokon 2019. Oh, yeah, Spokon. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. It is a thing. And this is Game Goblin. <laughs> I'm out to enjoy the rest of Spokon 2019. I might see you later. I might go up to the top floor, start drinking, and uh, fall down accidentally. Oh, I'll join you on that one, buddy. Boom. All right. Uh, the Lord Dragon, back to the skies of Spokon. It's been a pleasure to be here, and whom we shall see later will be of interest. See y'all. The moniker at Spokon 2019 is signing off. Whoa! Fuck you, Carlos Mencia. Please sponsor us.